Welcome to Max Volume, where we deliver loud takes to soothing decibels. I'm your host, Maxwell Lewis Sanders, and this is episode 101. For those new listeners out there, Max Volume is a podcast that worships the altar of pop culture, a place where the silly and inane are of the utmost importance. It's a podcast where we discuss heavy topics like Mark Ruffalo's brooding intensity, Godzilla's skincare regimen, and Crispin Glover's insanity. No quote too minor, no side plot too small. This is a pod for the TV geeks and movie freaks. So welcome all weary travelers. Your boredom ends here. Before we delve into the topic at hand, let's start with five minutes of Seinfeld level daily observation. So two podcasts in a row, woo, like two and a half months off. And now we are just churning them out. I just want to get the reps in. I just want to practice, get better at talking. Because for the other podcasts, it's like, I'm like, I I think I do like 40% of the talking and MG does 60 or Mo, sorry, his name's Mo on the podcast. He was MG for the longest time and I had to learn how to make his name Mo. So I put him in my phone as Mo and I kept saying it over like Mo, 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 Mo. Still weird to me, but I'll get over it. He is Mo. He's not MG. That was my first slip in a long time. I think because I'm nervous because I'm by myself. But anyways, so on that podcast, he's like 60 to 65, sometimes 70% of the talking. So, you know, it's kind of a security blanket thing. I can kind of take a break for a second. I can grab a sip of water. I can chime in with stuff. With this one, you know, just me, <laughs> there's no safety net. If I stop talking, I mean, listen to this, right? That's silence. That's just, that's nothing. That's what happens when I do nothing. It's not good. That's not good listening. That's not what you want to hear. So I don't know. I'm just kind of tired today a little bit too. Uh, might be the time of year, you know, it's getting darker earlier or is it getting lighter later now? I don't know. I have winter equinox and all that stuff. Anyways, it's cold. It's dark. It's a little bit sad. It's, you know, Michigan. So and I'm wearing sweats all the time, like Lululemon sweats, so they're really comfy. And I'm wearing these Under Armour waffle shirts I love. And <laughs> they're super comfy, but it's basically just pajamas you can wear out in public. Although my girlfriend would probably, you cannot wear those things in public. I used to, uh, we used to go out Monday nights to uh, the sushi place called Slippering Turtle. And once in a while, I'd just wear the Lululemon and the waffle shirt. And it took me a while to realize, like, that's not a socially acceptable way to <laughs> dress when you're going out on a date. And I would wear like this long Gengar necklace. Gengar is a Pokemon. It was like, it was like a diamond one, like a fake diamond one. It was like 20 bucks and some Ugg boots. So <laughs> I'm very glad she stayed with me through that time period because now I dress nice when I see her and I feel like cleaner and more fun and more kind of invigorated rather than like, sup, you know, I barely cared. I walked out of bed. So it's been a progression. So <laughs> we've learned, but with the quarantine and not going out as much, I still dress up when she comes over, I come over, the, I go over there, but you know, when I'm by myself, I'm just, maybe I'll start wearing jeans or something like that, or I'll start wearing nice shirts or maybe suits. I'll wear suits and I'll wake up in the morning. I'll feel all important. Maybe I'll feel sad they have nowhere to go. I don't know, but I'll give it a try. Anyways, I think TikTok's working, warping my brain because I'm putting out like 15 to 20 videos a day, which they say post like three to five times a day. I was like, nah, I can do better than that. Because all I do is, I mean, I post these silly like movie quotes and just like a little meme with them. It's like Chevy Chase in Caddyshack singing you know, seeing that I was born to love you thing. And I just wrote like modern songwriters. And everyone's like, yeah, I get it. So it's easy to turn out a bunch of those, but I get like obsessed with it. And I end up, you know, with 15, 20 videos and it's working. It's like seriously increasing how many people are seeing our videos. If you want to check them out there, it's buzzing the tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, the tower uh, on TikTok. And got almost like 3000 followers just out of nowhere, which is kind of cool. But and it's, you know, it's promoting the other 80s movie podcast I'm doing, which is really the main goal. This is more just practice. This is getting in the reps. This is me talking to a microphone so I can get more 
verbose and more have my a better <laughs> I stuttered on the word thesaurus have a better thesaurus of words wow I did it again thesaurus there we go so this is more the practice and that's more the main dish at this point but it's still fun to do this I still enjoy it and I forgot how much I liked it it's so weird yesterday when I did it for the first time uh, the sound echoing sounded different I was like this can't be right but it's just I was not used to the sound of this one so I'm rambling a little bit. I'm getting a little, I'm sorry, but uh, let's get to the topic because I think that's more than five minutes of rambling, but I ramble fast. So I'm always like, oh, that was two, three minutes. And I thought it was 10. It's amazing how time is so relative. Einstein, Einstein was onto something. Smart, smart young man. So what do I want to talk about today? So I'm, I'm tired. I'm a little lethargic. I can't say the word thesaurus. Oh my God. Thesaurus, thesaurus. I'm going to say it three more times. Thesaurus, thesaurus, thesaurus. It's still hard to say. It sounds like a dinosaur. Anyways, I need to be amped up. What amps me up every day? Watching movie trailers. I watch them every day. I can't get enough. It's an entire movie in a bite-sized morsel. Like two to three minutes. You get your main plot points. You have the coolest lines. Biggest explosions. Usually there's a fire song behind it. Nowadays, it's usually a remix of like an old school song in kind of a new modern way, which is always fun. And it always leaves you wanting more. By the end of the two, three minutes, you have the same reaction. You go, oh, I want to see that again. Oh, let's watch it one more time. So I wanted to think what are the best ones? What are the ones that I've thought of and that I enjoy and that I watch over and over again? So going like with the modern biased, the two that I've been watching the most recently, I've been watching the new Bat the Batman trailer. And it's so much fun to watch. It's a Nirvana cover song. The whole atmosphere looks like uh, David Lynch's Seven. You know, it's rainy, it's dark, it's sepia colored and sad. And it's very Seattle. Like Colin Farrell as the Penguin is unrecognizable. And I love Colin Farrell in side roles where he's just weird and strange and not just the, he's, he's like a, he's a character actor inside of a leading man's body. Like he's always better when he's weird. Robert Pattinson, I love Robert Pattinson. It's the thing is I never saw Twilight. So I don't have like that Twilight hangover that some people have. But like if you watch The Lost City of Z, or you watch Tenet, He's just really charming and really kind of interesting to watch. Even if you watch uh, the Netflix movie, The Devil All the Time, he's a creepy preacher in that one, but he's just watchable and fun. And like, he's charismatic and you don't see him as an actor. You see him as whatever role he's playing. So I love him. And the whole feel of the movie is just very emo. Like Batman's wearing eyeliner and has kind of a Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man 3 emo haircut. It's very My Chemical Romance music video, which I'm all about because I grew up, you know, Panic at the Disco, Paramore, Fall Out Boy, all that good stuff. And Paul Dano as the Riddler. And I'm not sure the person they show that might be the Riddler with his like face all not showing. That might not be this guy Whisper or Hush, sorry, Hush, <laughs> who's another Batman villain who uses duct tape all the time. But I can't wait to see Paul Dano in an evil role. Like he has the best scream in all of movies. He's just fantastic. If you're ever screaming, there will be blood, or if you've seen him screaming, Little Miss Sunshine, or Swiss Army Knife, he's just like a manic, intense performer, and to put him in an evil role, just, they just cast, they cast this fantastically. And also, God, the guy who played, what's his name? Uh, the Schmeagel Hobbitses, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Gollum, yeah, is that right, Gollum? Yeah, the, the dude who played him, and he also played the bad guy in Black Panther, Ulysses something, is uh, is Alfred. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, I murdered that. But anyways, the other trailer I've been watching a lot lately is Dune. The original, by the way, I know it got panned. It rules, okay? It's just David Lynch being weird. There's giant aliens. It's three hours long. It's 
about kind of like mental preparedness and whole planets and the future of humanity in the year 10,000. And there's this like drug that you can mine called the spice, which is, you know, it just inhibit, I mean, uh, enhances your life and you become more kind of enlightened, but there's giant worms on this planet and it's hard to mine. And, you know, people running planets and people floating all over the place and battling with weird uh, swords and all. It's like futuristic, but at the same time, it's in the past. And Dennis Villanueva, who's one of my favorite directors, he did Blade Runner 2049, or 3049, excuse me, Arrival and uh, Sicario. He's just, he's one of the best directors when it comes to, well, first of all, he redid Blade Runner and it wasn't terrible. It was awesome, actually. So it's like, he knows how to remake great movies. Arrival's probably one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. And Sicario's so intense. Like, he's just a weird guy and he does weird, ominous situations. And that is what Dune is in the cast. Jesus Christ. Timothy Chalamet, I mean, I just, I love him. He's fun. Jason Momoa is always good in an action adventure movie. Oscar Isaac with that great beard. Josh Brolin, you know, can always play a hard ass. Dave Bautista, Dave Bautista is a good actor. It's so crazy that he was just a wrestler and now he's like a fantastic actor. I guess wrestling is basically just acting the whole time. But the cast, I'm just, I'm just pumped. And also the, the worms look crazy. It looks like it cost a bajillion dollars and it's going to be probably six hours long. And I'm here for it. I want to watch all six hours. I don't want to move. I'll use the bathroom a lot because I have the bladder of a five-year-old, but I'll try to hold it in for Dune. And then classics, you go Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Just the way Christopher Nolan shows Joker and Bane is so cryptic. Like Bane's mask, you can like see once in a while the voice. And same with Heath Ledger's voice, that kind of Tom Waits kind of crackling. And they barely show the Joker. They show him with his cracked makeup on the ground in the interrogation scene, just looking up kind of all innocent. And you're like, oh man, he's creepy. And his voiceover. And also when Bane, you know, reveals that he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. He just goes, Mr. Wayne. And you're like, oh man, how does he know that he's Batman? Let's find out by seeing that movie. And you know, Tom Tom Hardy in that role is just fantastic. Just Christopher Nolan, he films people. If I ever wanted like a video on my tombstone of how I look best, I'd get Christopher Nolan to film me because he just makes people look awesome. It's just like, it's the best, coolest version of yourself. And he always has great music, kind of this thudding kind of, uh, like really intense score. You look at other other trailers of his, like Tenant, Inception, Interstellar. All of his movies have great trailers. I could watch just Christopher Nolan trailers all day. I didn't watch the Memento trailer, but I wonder how they even did it and like try to show things backwards. That would be hard. But anything Nolan and also the Batman movies just rule. I, I guess, I mean, there's a theme. I just picked three out of five movies of Batman. So you put Batman in a trailer. I've never seen the original Batman trailer, the Michael Keaton ones. I wonder if they're any good. I mean, those movies are dark and fun. I like Batman Forever. I don't know if I remember the trailer. I remember the Seal song. That's about it. So probably not a great trailer because that was it. That was in like '95 or '94, '96, something like that. And you know, I was 10, 11. If the trailer was good, I would remember it. So Batman Forever. Sorry, not as good a trailer. And it wasn't great as great a movie, but I liked it. Jim Carrey, the Riddler. Shout out. And then we got uh, Gareth Edwards' 2014 rendition of Godzilla. That's the one with Brian Cranston. The movie's good, not great. It was a little slow, but like this. Is one of the creepiest trailers of all time like it's just these paratroopers on a plane like thirty thousand feet up and there's chaos underneath and you can't really see anything there's black sm like smoke and smog and someone's giving them instructions being like i wouldn't ask you to do this if we didn't actually need to but we have to do this and it's just this kind of menacing violin and kind of like thudding bass and they jump out of the plane you're following them, them down and there's red smoke coming off their legs it's kind of like a flare and you start to see kind of the outline 
of Godzilla, like little parts of him, like, you know, a little bit of thigh meat or like there's his, there's like a little bit of his tail spike. And you're like, oh my God, he is, that is, that is much bigger than I thought he'd be. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's so intense and it just makes, it puts you on edge and you're just like, Gareth Edwards movie before this, he did Monster, which was this beautiful little movie about aliens that came to earth and you didn't really see or know what they were. They were kind of flying squid elephants when it came down to it but he knew not to show too much. And when you finally saw them, he had just this great sense of scale and size. And he just, I mean, this movie, you know, cost a hundred million dollars plus. And you could see, he just knew how to make you be, feel like a four-year-old looking up at the Empire State Building, but like a monster version of it. And it's like, you just feel like a little kid again. I could watch it all the time. It's so good. I mean, Pacific Rim did it too, to kind of a lesser degree, but this is way better. Uh, the Lobster one of the weirdest trailers I've ever seen, Colin Farrell. Uh, it's made by Yorgos Lanthimos. I can't pronounce his name. He also did Sacred Killing of the Deer. And God, what is it? The one with Emma Stone, where she's, it's not like the princess, it's the queen or something like that. But his movies are all weird. They don't make much sense. They're kind of based on Greek tragedy plays and the dialogue's wooden, but in a satir satirical kind of way. And in this movie, if you don't find a mate, they send you to this facility where if you don't find a mate, you know, someone to mate with, <laughs> in two or three months, they turn you into the animal of your choosing. And Colin Farrell is chosen, you know, if he doesn't find a mate, he'll turn into a lobster. It's weird. It's really weird. But the it's perfectly satirical and fun. And I mean, one of the weirdest endings I've ever seen. But the trailer itself is just, you're just like, you tilt your head like a confused dog. You're like, I don't know what this is, but I'm into it. And there's a lot of whites and there's a lot of like hyper colors and everyone seems sad. I don't think I see one smile. Like, I'm not sure what's going on. And then you got, there will be blood. Paul Thomas Anderson, Daniel Day-Lewis. Creepy, kind of, you know, almost a silent in the oil fields, you know, in the 1800s. Kind of, it's about greed. It's about, you know, the worst in people and betraying your fellow man in pursuit of the almighty dollar. And Daniel Day-Lewis kind of in that gruff role is just fantastic. And, you know, it's, it's, he's just seething. You see him in a church. And Paul Dano actually screams in this. He's a preacher. And he's like, devil, come out! And I can't do his voice. But it's like, his voice cracks. So it's really intense. That was probably the worst Paul Dano impression you've ever heard. Although I don't think you've probably ever heard a Paul Dano impression. They're just not out there that often. And it's just, it's really strange. It's really fun. I mean, it looks like, I mean, there's like almost this no country for old men kind of quietness to it. And I was so psyched to see this movie. I drove like 30 minutes away the night it came out to Novi to see it in the snow. And the movie itself wasn't as great or grandiose as I thought it was, but the trailer I still watch to this day. Another bad movie that had a great trailer, Prometheus. It's so freaking weird. Ridley Scott, you know, it starts with Charlize Theron going, the king has his reign and then he dies. And you're like, oh man, what king? What's going on? And you got robot Michael Fassbender, David, and, you know, the xenomorphs popping up and then this other alien, the architects you learn later, but you have no idea why they're there or who they are or what's going on. You're very confused. There's explosions. There's giant ships. There's aliens inside people. And you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I am freaked out and I want to see this movie. So I, I have mixed thoughts about Prometheus, Prometheus in general. It's like editing wise and like plot pacing wise, it's not great, but it has these great moments. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's highs are super high, but it's lows are super low. So like evens out in the middle, but sometimes greatness is just greatness in moments. So I like Prometheus more than I think, because I usually hate those kind of movies anyways. Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler, you know, being a 
gamble gambling degenerate uh jewelry deal, diamond dealer in new york it's made by the safety brothers it's so nerve-wracking and just also there's kevin garnett and the celtics in it <laughs> which i love because i'm from boston go celtics and it just seems stressful and you know when sandler puts on his big boy acting pants you're like okay cool you know you're not going to do another movie with your friends about you know going to monaco and solving a murder mystery this is going to be actually an intense thriller that's going to make me think movie was very uncomfortable i saw it with my mom and after two hours she's like i was very uncomfortable the whole time that movie was out and i was too i mean it's definitely it's definitely better in trailer form so you can like you can enjoy it and then you can forget it and move on and what else we got uh logan was pretty good yeah logan you know the last wolverine movie where he's kind of the retired gunslinger it reminds you of kind of like the good the bad and the ugly or like old spaghetti westerns where it's like he's out for one last ride and they're playing johnny cash's hurt which is just brutally sad and incredible that's if you haven't heard that song it's johnny cash doing a remake uh like a rendition of the nine inch nails song hurt and if you watch the video for that, my God, if you want to watch something else sad, it's him like at age 80 or so, you know, kind of saying like, well, this is my life and I'm sad and I'm depressed. And it's like, oh man, poor Johnny Cash. But uh, the movie's really good. And it the movie wasn't as good as the trailer, but the trailer, like with that song and that piano note and like, I will hurt you is the kind of lyrics. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. And finally, you know, a positive note, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I love Scorsese, the energy. Leo DiCaprio, Jordan Belford story, you know, make money quick, sleazy people and black skinheads by Kanye West is playing. It's just fun. It's intense. I saw that three times in theaters and I don't see movies twice or three times in theaters and the trailer is still better than the movie. So and the movie's probably the funniest movie of the 2010s. So there's my trailer review and how I'm feeling about them. And I'm pretty happy. This is actually went a lot smoother, I think, because I love trailers so much that I kind of off the dome did it pretty good no notes really so that's kind of just me going off the top of my head so i guess i'll probably turn one of these out tomorrow because i'm feeling good i want to get a streak going three in a row Woo! later